0: Halfway through the Tuesday edition of Blaine and Mickey here on 104.5 The Zone. Coach Mack is going to join us in about 20 minutes, less than that, 15 minutes, 15. I don't want to shortchange Coach Mack. Uh, he's got a special guest who's going to join with him, so just know that we're going to talk a lot of football with Coach Mack and someone else who is connected to football. How about that? Lucas okay. looked at me earlier like, don't give it away. It's a surprise. Look, that, I'm, I'm tiptoeing around this fine, aren't I? I think yeah. That's good. I'm selling it without giving it away.
1: As long as it's not BY, I think we are right. You <laughs> never know. By the way,
0: happy, happy 38th birthday to Vince Young. We were uh, talking about this in the last segment. Your favorite Vince Young memories. I, I think Blaine had the right question, though. Better Titans career, in your opinion? We'll ask this to you guys Marcus Mariota or Vince Young? Which one? Better career, Marcus Mariota, Vince Young? Because Vince made two Pro Bowls. He was 31 and 19 as a starter. You know, Marcus won a playoff game. It's not one of those things. And Marcus go, also
1: threw it to threw it to himself. Yeah, in, yeah, in, in a playoff, playoff game in KC. Yeah, I think that alone he wins. <laughs> he threw <laughs> to himself in an actual game in a playoff game too. By the way, wow, that was awesome to see that. Then he flipped over and it was awesome. <laughs> he threw that ball right to one of the Chiefs who
0: tipped it right back to him, and and he's oh my gosh, His both reaction. those guys. Both those guys, fantastic athletes. Marcus and Vince Young, both of them, are just unbelievable. Marcus dives, catches the ball, hits the pylon with the ball, diving through, and when it happened, I think everybody was like, what in, does that count? Right. You know, what? What is that? And yeah. sure enough, he got credit for throwing himself a touchdown
1: in a playoff game. Yeah. I don't know if we'll ever see that again. Yeah, because the natural reaction typically of a of a pocket passer with the batted down, you know, yeah. right? it's just even catching, you know, but Not now, he was outside the pocket and it came right. I was like, wow, that was awesome. It would seem like it was just planned to perfection. I mean, and it's, it's re to be able to react like that and then then take it to the end zone though, was pretty pretty cool. I, I don't think I've seen a cooler play ever in my lifetime in Titans history, you know, besides the Music City Miracle. But, I mean, that that was pretty remarkable. This franchise does have its share of of amazing plays
0: and finishes. Yeah, and remarkable. it's funny because we're talking about Vince. A lot of people – I know people whose favorite Titans play forever has been Vince walking it off against the Texans, Texas. that play race, yeah. where he just ran and kept on running. Yeah. Uh, he had
1: that nice long run. Was that against the Jaguars? Was yeah. Was large or something?
0: is it 88 yards? 88? That was like a 90-yard run. That was his rookie year, right? Against Jacksonville.
1: Wow. That was that was man. I just kept on saying somebody's going to catch him. But you don't realize Marcus is a 44 guy. I mean, that guy could roll now and he's a tall, he's a big guy. He's no a doubt. little just a little shorter than VY.
0: 6-4. Yeah, VY uh 6 230 is what he was listed at. I went back and looked at that today. 6 230. Mm. And, and Vince could Vince could flat out go too. I mean he could go also.
1: Yeah, he was more of a uh, maybe a runner, but Marcus straight line was faster, in my opinion. Yeah, Marcus could ooh. Yeah, he, he could run, man. I, he was borderline wide receiver to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was, Marcus 6'4, uh,
0: 220. So yeah,
1: that kind of ability.
0: Yeah. Well, this is, we're deviating from the script here, but I'll say this. Marcus going to the Raiders, he sits, he was third string for a while, but Derek Derek Carr gets hurt late in the year, and they put Marcus out there, and that dude, that night, I know he had a, a pick, right? He had the one play that he wanted back. Other than that, oh. that dude balled the heck out. He ran over people. He was chucking it all over the yard. Yes. And I know his body breaks down. He got hurt. But how much fun was that to watch old number eight one last time just oh, yeah. doing
1: all that stuff? Yeah, because it was a televised game, so I was all in. I think it was a night game. Yeah. And I was watching that game, and then I was, I kept going, hey, nigga, put Marcus in. I hope he does a halfway decent job. I hope he's not ready. Oh, rest. I know. You know, you're thinking about all the things because he hadn't played. And he <laughs> gets out there and acts like he's been playing the whole time. <laughs> I was like, it got to the point where I start saying, hey, oh, Derek Carr made, <laughs> may get traded after this season. He may be the new starting quarterback from here on out. And seriously, they, Derek Carr was sitting on the sideline with a wrap a of ice on his <laughs> court like he was done for a long time. Not just for that game. He was going to miss a couple games. After that performance by Marcus, Derek Carr started that next game. Yeah, he, there was no way that was about to become Marcus Mario the team. I'm telling you, he played that freaking well it was it was great to watch because anybody who knows marcus you cannot not be a fan of his it's just it's impossible you you have to you you want him to have success and i do and uh man when i saw him play really well like that i said wow that's more if he can do that consistently he gonna be a bad mama gemma for a long time then Derek carr somehow some way let's got that tortoise shot and some cortisone and a whole bunch of other crap because there was no way I thought that guy was playing. <laughs> mean, you remember? Yeah, I watched that whole game. I was like, he stood on the sideline. He basically already had on street clothes. I'm yep. like, how can he put on street clothes? And they have no other quarterback on the roster. He may have to go with Marcus gets hurt, He has to go back out there. He was dressed like that. I yep. was like, oh, he's going to be out for a while then. Marcus, I mean, he was on fire. I mean, he was running. He was talking smack. He was aggressive. Uh, he was going back there, slinging. He was on point. And really, in that one, he made the bad throw. I think the guy ran the wrong route, but he they never said that. So he made right. one back throw. I mean, he was precision. It was like, yeah. whoa, that looks like the great Marcus was here with the Titans when he played really well. And, man, it, after that. Uh, he never touched the field again. Derek Carr was like, I can't let this guy get out here. They're going to they gonna meet and cut me. And then I'm going to have to, uh, you know, get, get another hundred million dollar contract somewhere else.
0: Remember they were saying in the, in the game, like Carr's cars really hurt. This is a serious injury. He's going to miss the next couple of games, so, you know, two or three games. And and so Titans fans, Marcus still makes Titans fans have all the great feelings for a lot of them. Not everybody. Yeah, I'm the one. But Titans fans are like, He's about to ball the hell out. He's about to go out there for the next month and tear this up. And he's going to be the starter for the Raiders. And like you said, Derek Hart, like, went to a witch doctor or something. He miraculously healed in a week. Like, yeah. he was not going to play. He went from street clothes to this thing is going to be a while
1: to, hey, man, I'm I'm totally okay.
0: So, you can tell eight to take a seat.
1: Yeah, he was looking good out there in that silver and black, boy. He looked tough. I mean, he was barking. I, he was vintage, Marcus. I mean, he yeah. was. Yeah, he, he was – you got to see all the greatness. He did it all in that one game. And actually it was only a half, really a half. You know, back <laughs> yeah. a, a, you know half of another quarter. I, I was like, wow, man, he looks phenomenal. I couldn't believe he, he
0: He was 17 for 28, for 226, a touchdown in the interception. And he was – Nine for 88 rushing with a touchdown. And like
1: you said, it limited action in that game. Ah, it, was, it was like, Ooh. what the? Oh, Derek Carr is no more in, in Oakland uh, at the time. It was the Raiders. Yeah, at, uh, I was like, this is over. Boy, jeez, I said, like, good for him.
0: Oh, people were fired up, man. People around here were tweeting and calling
1: everybody. Yeah, I was getting text messages. Yeah. They were pumped for that dude. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. You you have to be a fan if you've met Marcus. You have to be a fan of, him. and I and I, I am. I I want him, him to do well. Uh, you know, because he's a man. He's well, He's an incredible, great human being. Period. And, if you don't uh,
0: like him, you don't like people.
1: People, yeah. You know, so you always wish great for him. Mean, you don't have to like him, but right. you're not going to dislike this guy like that. You know, you may not like him as a fan of the Titans, that he didn't right. get it done, but you wish him the best. Uh, so, yeah, man, To see all the stuff he had overcome and the injuries and everything else, and then, you know, not really, you know, really starting his last year. So, yeah, man. So, ching
0: yeah, he balled the heck out when he got his chance. Uh, Coach Mac always balls out when he gets the chance on this show. He'll join us, and he has a special guest. It's a guest inside of a guest. That's next, Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Oh, yeah, Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. You know what day it is. You know what time it is. We always have our, our man, Coach Mac, Tuesdays in the second hour of the program. Brought to you by our friends at Farm Bureau Insurance Health Plans. You need great healthcare coverage at affordable price. Let Farm Bureau Health Plans coach you through it. Coach Matt coaches us through
2: a bunch of segments every week. Coach, how you doing? Good, good. Uh, Blaine, Mickey, great seeing you guys. Great talking to you. Uh, I know we've got a little ball to talk about. Uh, as we always talk a lot of ball on this show. I mean, yeah. you guys give me a chance. Give me a chance to be on here. We can talk a little bit. You know about the, the, the Titans, uh, the rookie camp. camp. Yeah, the mini camp. And, again, guys, uh, you guys know this. This this mini camp, and Blaine can speak to this, this rookie mini camp, this, what this is for, it's about three areas. First of all, it's about uh, attention. What kind of attention can they pay to all the details that you are giving them? Everything from how they come in the building to where they're going to dress, Everything. how do they pay attention, okay? And then when you move out to the field, what is their retention? How do they retain what they've talked about and how do they retain it over a series of days when you start adding more information? And then the other part is execution. You're going to teach them how you're going to practice, you know, how their individual drills are going to look like the techniques that they're gonna be introduced to. All of those things are important for this. This is not a full speed thing. You only had 31 players out there. You had one defensive lineman, but this, those three elements, those three elements is what a rookie minicamp is about, especially following last year, because there was none of that. So again, when you start talking about it, you start talking about attention, you start talking about retention and then a little bit of execution when you put everything together. And it's good to have these guys out there by themselves for a while. And blank can speak to this before the vets show up, because the vets are so far ahead of these guys in every aspect of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, even though these guys were stars where they're coming from, I mean, they're brand new and the surroundings. It's a different world. The National Football League is a different world than collegiate football no matter at what level you play. So that's what the rookie mini camp is about. It's not about going full speed, it's not about, you know, seeing exactly what kind of player you are. It's about the basic bottom concrete fundamentals that you're going to build on. Mm. Well coach, with that being said then, I'm going to give it I'm going to tag it down.
1: Who had the best ARE out there? I just gave you the way to present it to everybody. Yeah, we're talking about attention, retention, and (laughs) execution. Uh, That's the A-R-E. Who looked, you know, like, hey, all right, if they can do this, then I think, you know, they're on the right path. We can't say everybody, but who stood out, let's say.
2: No, well, I'll tell you who I watched and who I really – who I liked. You know, I mean, I liked them all in the draft. I bet at all of them, but Dylan Radens, a tackle. I mean, oh. the guy looks looks to me like I mean that's that's going like to be a dude. Dude. now. As I say, let's all put it in perspective. Mm-hmm. No pads on. They had they, they didn't do any team. They had one defensive lineman there. You know, in 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 the Naquan. In, 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 yeah, Naquan, Naquan, yeah. not Daquan, Naquan, Naquan. And so they had they had one defensive lineman, but just watching him in the individual, and just watching him, you know, when Keith Carter was giving him instructions, watching him be able because it's different, as you well know, Blaine, it's entirely different. I I kind of liked what I saw, and again, it's a very quick glimpse, but I kind of liked what I saw.
1: Well, naturally, I'm always going to lean Coach Mac. Giving us the Mac attack. I'm always leaning towards the the DBs, you know, because we only get talked about when we get toasted out there. So how did my man, my new B squared look? Or Brady Breeze? What did he look like? Did he look like he can take a man and
2: really smart, sharp guy? The guy the, the guy looks like he he understood it. And again, as I said, we got one day of a glimpse, you know, of looking at him. And the thing that I like, and, and I watch the same thing. I watch the same thing, Blaine. But you, you, can, you, you, you can speak to this. But here's the other thing. Footwork is so different in the National Football League mm-hmm. than you guys back there in the back end. And that's the number one thing they started out with, your footwork. It's a different world.
1: Yeah, yeah. I had two left feet when I first started. They probably said we made a bad pick. <laughs> Yeah, I had two left feet there, Coach. So, but I got to ask you this, though. But one more thing, you know, and I'll let Mickey take over. That is, we were talking about today is VY's birthday, man. When you think of VY, you know, and highlights, what's one of the first things that comes to mind uh, when you see VY play?
2: I hugged V.Y. and Kenny Britt in the locker room when we beat the Cardinals. <laughs> we beat the Birdinals because they fired me, and I got a game ball for beating the Birdinals. So that's when I hugged them both.
1: Ah, uh, There you are. Like always, Mac attack, giving us the inside scoop.
0: All right. Uh, we promised a guest within a guest. So this is a guy who Coach Mac worked with. This is a guy who Blaine played with. We're talking about college players. Big-time college, Oklahoma. Then he comes to the Titans and plays America. all the way, you know, yeah, yeah. Let's don't leave that out. All the way to the Titans and a starter and played in the Super Bowl. And Coach Mack, you want to bring him in? Because he's got a new job in Nashville that we need to tell everybody about.
2: No, absolutely. And, you know, Eddie George, you know, when he got the, the head job there at Tennessee state really started digging down and really putting together an outstanding staff, you know, with NFL playing experience and NFL coaching experience. I mean, this guy, I knew, I knew about this guy in high school. He's a Texas guy, played at North Mesquite, mm-hmm. Texas there in Dallas. I knew him coming out because I've got all kinds of coaching friends there. And then I vetted him in Oklahoma where he was an all American coming out of the draft, taken in the fifth round by the Oilers, by the Oilers and then came to the Titans. And then just like Eddie George, he went Oilers, Titans and finished his nine year career up with the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, yes, I was on the same staff with with this guy. Excellent, excellent coach, really good person. First week back in Nashville, we're bringing on Joe Bowden. Joe B, how you doing, man?
3: I am doing great, Coach Mac. How about you guys?
1: Hey, man, I'm doing great, man. It's good to hear you, man. You sound like you in the dungeon, man. Where, where
3: <laughs> man, are you, I'm, you know, I'm just in the office right now, man. You know, I, I had to close the door because I'm going a, I'm to a be kind of loud. You know what I mean? I can't help it. Uh-huh. It's just who I am. So I had to close the door. So it's quite an echo right now. So, right. man, I can't well, wait I'm to gonna... see you and Coach Mac, though, man. I ain't going to even lie. I can't wait to see you, too, man. Watch
1: this, man. I can't wait to see Yo, Suzuki sidekick, when I first met you, you had, and they told you to quit driving up to Sharpstown Mall, and next thing you know, was sitting on on bricks because they stole your rims,
3: man. You still got that sidekick, man? No, man. I I know. See, that's the problem, what happens, when you let your cousin use your car, man, don't know where to drive it, man, when you got some kind of rims on there, man. (laughs) You know what the craziest thing about it, man? It happened on the day we were getting ready to go to camp. (laughs) Oh
1: man, I just
3: remember that happening and I think everybody was dying
1: laughing about the suzuki sidekick man because <laughs> you had that thing hooked up even the the back tire rim had some nice rims on there so
3: man, i, I mean think, that's what we we're supposed to do it back then <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah you think i remember all that man but yeah man i appreciate it man so how's the family doing your, your kids your wife and everybody man i know you got a young one uh, following your footsteps too don't you just got the son playing ball right <laughs>
3: Well, my, my son is actually trying to get into this coaching thing, man. So he's oh. he graduated with his master's in 2020. So he's he's getting into this coaching game. So he he's in St. Louis. He's got a he got a high school job coaching and teaching. And then my middle child just graduated from UCLA, and the baby is on her way to uh, Northwestern, man. So everybody's kind of getting scattered on. So now I'm gonna really find out if my wife truly loves me because all the kids are gone.
1: Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens when you get to you become that empty nester, man. You get to see, you know, hey man, what's going on around here?
3: Yeah, she, she might look at me movie. and be like, "Ah, dang, I've been with you twenty three years." She might change her mind at this point, man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we are with the famous Joe Bowd, my former teammate and great guy, by the way. All day, <laughs> Joe Bowd. Make it-
0: All right, Joe, I'm going to ask you this. I got one question about each of these two guys who are doing the show with us right now. So this young guy comes in from Ball State, eighth-round draft pick. What in the world Mm -hmm. did you think about a young, bold-legged black (laughs) bishop who showed up in Houston
3: with all that fire in his belly? Hey, hey, look, I'm just going to go ahead and be honest with you, right? When Scrappy (laughs) got there, I was like, man, look, I didn't really know too many light-skinned dudes that was that tough. (laughs) <laughs> so, when, when, when Scrappy got there, I'm like, well, he didn't broke the mold, man. We got us one right now, man. We four legged and everything and mad though. You know what I mean? So he fit right in with the group, man, and just became the all star of the years, man. Just on and off the field, can't say enough about that guy, man. But I knew from day one, first day he put on pads, oh, we got us a real one right now. So you know, and he made everything easier for the other guys on the back end too, man, and just. Being that special dude that loved the game, loved playing for each other, man, it's just a, a beautiful thing. But I do remember one time Eric Rett, though. You know what I mean? I do remember that one. <laughs> tell that. Tell that Eric story. Rett, he got me.
1: He
0: had a hard hand.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Lord,
1: that dude, not, he planned out myself out, man. I think he got a few of us, Joe. Was you one of them?
3: Hey, no, sir. It was it was your boy, Marcus Robertson. <laughs> it was Mark Rob. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got
1: both to say, dude. That's when the Ravens' real rivalry was there. I was like, this dude's head is, oh, my God. My head, oh, man, I'm but, still pissed. I, I don't even remember half of the plays I was out there. I probably played with concussion before I got
0: there. You real probably percussion. did.
3: More than likely you did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, Joe, now you played with Blaine, so I got to ask you this. Coach Mack has become literally Nashville's football coach. He's all of our coach. Yeah. So what was it like working with him in your coaching days all, in the NFL? First
3: first of all, I don't even know why y'all asking that question. Like, y'all didn't know that was going to happen. Do y'all know who y'all sit next to that legend over there? You yeah, know what I mean? Like, no you, got, you, sitting in the studio, you sitting in the studio with two legends, but that dude over there that's called Coach Mack now, first of all, Coach Mac, let's throw up the X's for DMX, you know, show, show the love for DMX, how we do,
0: right? <laughs> Rest in peace. So, <laughs> yeah,
3: man, me and you, y'all didn't know Mac was a DMX fan. No. Wow. No, well, he is, right? So, you know, but that's a different story. But, hey, look, that is one of the most special people that i ever been around in my life, man. And, you know, these two guys are just somebody that I will always, always love and just, you know, what they do and how they just make everything around you better. These two guys, and Coach Mack was just like that. He just made everything around you better, coached you up, giving you knowledge and wisdom, and just did it with just a, a class that is just personified just to the highest level of just being just one of the best people to be around. So, in my lifetime, those are two of the greatest people that I've met in my lifetime. So, I love those two dudes. Man.
2: Well, Joe B, that's uh, uh thank you for that. Uh, Joe B, talk to us a little bit. And again, as I said, you know, in your introduction, I think Eddie's put together an outstanding staff. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a lot of fun to watch, and believe me, Blaine and Mickey and I will be over there watching you guys. But what Eddie has put together, you know, with uh, not only NFL playing experience but NFL coaching experience. What are you guys doing right now? I know you just got into town this week, so kind of give us the groundwork of, of how you guys hit the ground running over there at Tennessee State, Joe B.
3: Well, for, well, yesterday was the day we had to do all the, you know, taking head shots and all of that kind of stuff, paperwork and things like that. So the day was a little bit kind of normal for us. We had to take the uh, the NCAA test today, and now we're kind of getting to some football and kind of just seeing what we have to work with and where we need to go as far as personnel. So, that's the biggest thing that we have now on the plate that we're just kind of going through. And uh, at the end of the week, we're going to start the personnel search and, you know, throw names who we think that can help us play and kind of start building from that standpoint. And then, you know, tomorrow we'll get into a little bit more football too, as far as um, our first installs, install one and two. So we're, we're kind of starting to get things rolling a little bit since we got some of the uh, pictures out of the way and the tests and things like that. So now we're getting down to what we really love to do. And the great thing that just about this staff in general is just one, I, you just don't know how it means. It means so much to come to work when you just got people that you respect and you love for one and you love the job that you're doing. So with that being said, I mean, it's just great. It's, you know, great to come to work and have fun. And you know, I was for us, Mac, you know, we, we love what we do, and we argued and fussed and got to where we wanted to go, and then we'll just go have lunch when it was all over done and said. So, you know, you can't beat that. It's hard to call it work when you come someplace and you got people that you really respect and care about, and you just you understand what it is, the, the, the messaging, where we want to go. And so now it's just kind of let's get on board and let's go have fun at the end of the day getting this thing done. So excited about it, man.
2: Well, Joe B, I wanted to get you on uh, today. Of course, these two guys, their show is outstanding here in Nashville. But I mean, your connection, you know, clearly with the Oilers, Titans, and then and then then with Blaine, and really with the city of Nashville. Because you guys, when you guys came here, you know, from the Oilers, you guys established, you know, what the what what the Titans were about. And and just let me say this, and and I know I know who's on your staff. I won't reveal all of them right now. But I wanted to get you on here first because I really, really have always respected. Uh, you know, especially I, I respect players that have made it in this league for a long time, but players that have made it on effort, players that came into the league and then are willing to give back to the game when they get out of it. And especially in the coaching aspect of it, you've coached for two NFC West franchises. I know that you, you were, you were, you, you've you coached at, at small colleges also. You've been a high school coach. So you absolutely love the coaching profession and you love giving back. And so I really, really appreciate you, you being on. And hopefully this won't be the last time that Blaine and Mickey will uh, let me invite, because I'm their guest on this show, they'll let me invite a guest for a guest, Joe B.
3: Yeah. Well, yeah, I, Mickey, I yeah. definitely appreciate it, Coach Mack. you know it's nothing but love for you, you guys, man. I appreciate everything you guys have done in my life been a part of my life. You know what I mean? So I can't help but to love this game when you have people like you, Blaine, around you, Coach Fish, you know, everybody that's a part of it, man. So it's just – it's been a blessing. And you, I just wouldn't want to be around any other place, any other per- people, you know, than what you got, what you helped establish with us in St. Louis, Blaine, what you've done, and just the fact that we came here over 20-some years ago, man, and this city accepted us, man, and had a great time getting this thing set up the way it is now. So love it.
1: Yeah, much love, man, and respect, man. Yeah, I mean, the, how the, the, it goes right back around, right back where you started, huh, Joe B?
3: Absolutely, man. You know what I mean? I had my first kid here and all of that kind of stuff, man. I'm, I'm you know, my, my first daughter and all of that stuff. So, you know, this is home, man. It just feels right, man. So, I'm just glad to be back, you know what I mean? Uh, the wife will be here in a couple of weeks. So, I mean, we're just excited about the whole thing, man. So, I mean – I've been riding down that highway, man, 64 and 24 and 57, all of that, bro. I've been ready to get here. So I've been excited. For yeah, no doubt about it. I wanted to ask
1: you before we let you go. And that is, you know, you played inside linebacker, outside linebacker, you were all American in Oklahoma in the league and everything else. But what was that transition like going from player to actual coach and then kind of even add another layer to how has the game changed or is it different? Especially, at the linebacker position
3: well I think the first thing from a player to the coach is just understanding that guys aren't you they don't always look at it Mm. the way you did so you you remove yourself from it and then two you want to be the best teacher that you can possibly be and then make it inviting for them to be around the building and hanging out with each other because Max said it best man he said this best that there's no other high in the world than being around football man so you know it's just a great transition to be able to go from player to coach and understand that hey this is not about you as a coach you can't you're not a player anymore let's see how we can get them better and what do they do what is the best thing that they do and let's 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 work on that and then let's work on some of the things that their their flaws may be to help them kind of become a complete player you know so from that standpoint it's been a, a you know fun from that standpoint so you know it's been good man and exciting for me and just kind of ready to kind of get this thing going
1: mm. all right well i appreciate it man has has the game changed a little bit or no it's been the same well, for the Well, buyers. you
3: know well you know it's changed i mean now you know it's 11 personnel on first down back when we played it was 21 personnel 12 22 you know you'll see some of that occasionally but now it's kind of like hey the inside zones with some of the the triple option stuff off of it, you know what I'm saying, the zone read and options and things like that, the jet sweep. So it's just, you got to be a little bit, you know, you, you have to be able to play in space, you know what I mean? And that's the biggest thing that everybody want to have is dudes that can run, play in space. So, you know, and that's kind of where we're at. But at the end of the day, they spread you out to run this thing, you know, to, you know, kind of get you outnumbered in the box and things like that. But it's been just for the process that want to attack and it just, so, we got to get athletic. We got to get some length. We got to have dudes that still like to bring that hammer, though. You know what I mean? You still want to, you got to get wet, Blaine. You know what I mean? You still, that hasn't changed. You got to get, get off a block, man, and make a tackle. And, you know, this game is still about who's going to be most physical. You know what I mean? Who's going to be the toughest for the. Well, Joe B, it's great having
2: you on. I mean, I absolutely love it. Tell Malika hello when she gets into town. Look, Nashville is opening back up, and uh, Coach Mack knows a, a few restaurants around here. So <laughs> yeah, we, we will. We will definitely get. We will definitely get out. Tell all the guys over there hello for me. Uh, Tennessee State yep. is in for some exciting times with Eddie George and this fantastic staff that he's put together. So, Joe B. Thank you very much. Uh, We'll be in touch, brother. Thanks, man. Sounds
3: good, Mike. Thank you, guys, Blaine. Thank you.
2: Hey, buddy.
0: Joe Bowden right there, newest member of Eddie George's TSU staff, and, boy, a great, great Tennessee Titan as well. Coach Mack setting that up. Thank
2: you, Coach Mack. Well, absolutely. I mean, Coach, Joe B., I mean, as I say, immense respect that I have for players like Joe Bowden, like Blaine Bishop, that did it the right way. And I loved it when Joe Bowden said, you know, he's talking about the space game, but at the end he had to say, for Blaine and my, you know, our edification, you still got to bring the hammer. <laughs> 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 get <forget> it, right?
0: <laughs> Coach Mack always brings the hammer with the Mack attack, as Blaine calls, but that's what it is. Coach, thank you, man. That was fun, and I uh, can't wait to talk to you next. Just bring another guest next week. We'll keep doing this.
2: Guys, yeah. thanks, for, thanks for bringing Joe B on. See you, guys. It, All coming. right.
0: We say goodbye to Coach Mack. There's uh, maybe a little bit of Tim Tebow news out there, but Jack's may be getting cold feet on this.
1: Uh-oh. That uh, will explain oh, next.
0: Forget. Blade and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Blade and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. One last segment for us in 3HL. Don and Ron Brent will be here for you. Great thing about it in the South, Don and Ron rhyme. D-A-W-N and R-O-N actually do rhyme when Southern people say those names. So it's just easy to roll through their roll call easily. We'll keep doing it. By the way, Ron Slay has been on some kind of bender on our show, Twitter, or our show. We have this ongoing thing where everybody texts everybody, and he's he's just beside himself about Hunt's ketchup as opposed to Heinz ketchup. Do you have a favorite ketchup blame? Like, is there
1: one where you're like, no, I prefer the other one? Uh, no, you know, I'm not that picky of type guy. I mean, you know, I, I prefer Hines, but if they not, and I, I'm not gonna make a di- big deal because it's Hunts. I mean, it, it's gonna taste different. I know, but hey, what can you do about it? It's, uh, you know, no big deal to me. I'm just kind of just keep it moving. <laughs> that that is a funny thing though, because anybody who would say
0: they had a preference for ketchup always says Hines over Hunts always. Yes.
1: Yeah. It's, it, it does just taste different though. What what's Slay saying that he he likes Hunts? No, he's all in on Heinz. And I guess he brought food
0: to the. St- Apparently, Ron Slate takes food everywhere he goes. And I guess he showed up here. Lucas is there. We're on Zoom. but He may have a front row to this. He, he but I guess brought, he showed up with, he, with he, food and was disappointed with the ketchup selection. Yeah, he brought strikeout wings. So he brought wings to the station. And he was sharing. I ate one. Don just showed up. And I think Don's mad at me because I ate a wing and she did not get a wing. Oh, she's mad at Joe Ooh. Hunk. Okay, so I'm off the hook. Okay. So, so Ron brought wings and shared them to everybody, but Don didn't get one.
1: <laughs> oh, no. Well, that is a problem. That's even bigger than uh, Hunter Hines. <laughs> that is a big problem. Um, Jags may have a problem with Tim Tebow.
0: So pro football talk, this is a fascinating thing. And if you just put Tim Tebow on anything, you know, Blaine, it's good for a lot of clicks. The name Tim Tebow will get your website some clicks. So they keep updating the story. And I guess they updated over the weekend, and Urban Meyer had basically been asked, like, you guys keep it's like he's going to be signed, but then he never gets signed. And they said they were gonna they're gonna work on it this weekend. They were going they were in a holding pattern. Um so pro football talk it is speculating that it could be maybe they're gonna get rid of Gardner Minshew because he wears number 15, and they're waiting to get rid of Gardner Minshew so they can immediately sell five million Tim Tebow number 15 jerseys. Or the Jaguars. Uh oh. So can't...
1: Gardner Manshew, watch your back. Uh oh. Yep. Manshew Mania. I gotta get rid of those jerseys.
0: Hey man, if if you need a backup quarterback, I got zero problems with that guy. As a backup quarterback, like Fitz Magic, hey man, he could go on a bender for about three games and win you three games. Yeah. Now he could also throw five interceptions and get sacked and do a bunch of crazy stuff,
1: but hey. He has zero fear when he goes out there. He's going to turn it loose. Yeah, he's going to be the new Fitzpatrick. Yeah. You know, Minshew will be, and he'll bounce around and play in this league and make a, probably at that point in time the kind of money they make, you know, $100 million. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw, uh, what's the guy's name? The guy that Chase Daniels. He's only yep. started five games. He's made $30 billion. Him and Brian Hoyer are <laughs> robbing the league. The Warriors wow. like the saver too. I mean, and, and Fitzmagic, Fitzmagic got that big contract from Buffalo, so he kind of caught him up. I think he's up there like 70 million or something, but uh yeah, man. Hey, good for them. Hey, I wish you the best because he's fun to watch, actually. He's excited, yeah, just like Fitzpatrick. It's, it could be Pick Patrick or Fitzpatrick. I mean, you know, you don't know what you're gonna get, so that brings you to watch it and see what's gonna happen. And uh, I think Mishew has some of those characteristics. He has this uh way about him that I don't give a crap, you know, Hey, if <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't and guess what? If I make a big play, I make a big play. He's d- he's not easily rattled. And I like quarterbacks like that, but he's kind of a gunslinger. Like, Hey, you know, I'm going to just throw it up there. And hopefully get past interference. If you don't catch it. I mean, some coaches that'll drive them crazy. I mean, they do not like their quarterbacks like that. Uh, you know, that's, that's the guy that goes out and party to the tardy and wakes up and like, I'm ready to go gunsling it. <laughs> I mean, they did <laughs> So it works for some some not, but uh, I don't know if you'll be the starting quarterback, but you definitely uh, if you got that kind of attitude, it benefits you in so many ways because you have a you know you, you have a short term memory sure, it doesn't affect you if you make a bad play. So. The other speculation on this as we wrap it up uh, is that Urban
0: is having a hard time selling Tim Tebow in his own building, that there are people saying, no way, get anybody who can make the team, not a thirty four year old former quarterback. And they quoted Greg McElroy, who's an Alabama guy. I remember he spent a little time with the Jets. He was there when Tebow was there. He said, Everyone's saying, okay, he's finally doing what he should have done 10 years ago by switching this to, to tight end. This is Greg McElroy uh, on uh, Sirius XM. He said, We were with him on the Jets. They tried to switch him to tight end. He wasn't good. That's what people don't acknowledge. People say, Oh, they'll just use him like Taysom Hill. He said, Tim ran a 4 8. Tesa runs a four-four. I mean, they're two totally different guys, and he punctuated it with this. I just think it's a stupid move. That's why Greg McElroy said, "G-Mac off the top rope." And I've been around G-Mac. That's pretty strong words from him.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. I, I think uh, we all love Tim Tebow, but this one here, it's that uh, this is no need. I don't even know why he wants to play. I, I man, I've been saying it the whole time. Why, Tim? I mean, come on. Please, please just go work in the front office somewhere if you don't want to do broadcasting anymore because you're doing a heck of a job. You're doing a great job at that. and probably going around making millions of dollars, even just speaking to people uh, in groups of, uh, you know, auditoriums. So why do you want to do that and then go get hit upside the head? Now you've been, guess what, Tim Tebow? This is going to be a new segment. Ding, dong. <laughs> yeah, I think we just started a weekly segment on here. Ding, dong
0: on Blade and Mickey, and we will end with it on this Tuesday. We'll be back tomorrow, though, but right now it's time for 3HL. We'll see you on hump day as the Preds try to get in the win column.
3: Peace. Happy Tuesday.